0: Uh, first of all, I think one of the most valuable soul books is not, you know, you know there, there are some soul books that everybody sort of knows the titles of, but one of the forgotten soul books is his little book from the mid 1980s called Civil Rights, Rhetoric, or Reality. And if you go to Amazon, you will actually see that I have a review of that book from many years ago that I'm very happy with and proud of. That book what I love about it is that every single page is smashing some myth. And so, for example, people think, well, uh, discrimination causes poverty or the differences in income or educational outcomes or whatever between all kinds of groups, not just racial ones are caused or explainable by discrimination. And he just, he says, that is just such an easy, convenient, comic book style argument, but it just doesn't hold. Uh, When you hold all different groups constant, and you look at people in the same geographical area, uh, you, you, know, you look at people in the same age range with the same level of work experience and on and on, then all these, these, these variations actually disappear, which is very interesting. Or if you see, some people will say, oh, there must be discrimination because white PhDs earn more than black PhDs. He says, well, let's disaggregate the data and see what do they have the PhDs in. Because it turns out that Asian PhDs out-earn white PhDs, because they have PhDs generally in, in things like engineering, whereas at least half of Black PhDs are in education. And we all know that education is not a highly remunerative field. So in other words, he would look at the conventional wisdom, but under the microscope of data. He would look at these big aggregates, and he would say the answer to whether this is true or not comes from breaking it down and disaggregating it. So things like that. But what I also learned, frankly, was a moral lesson, and that is about his courage in doing and saying the things he did, because it meant academic isolation. It meant being called names. Um, But honestly, what is impressive about him is that none of that seemed to matter. Honestly, you would see him on television, and he just would be like a hot knife through butter. He didn't care what you said. Could you briefly explain um, the difference between the constrained and unconstrained worldview? Is that, uh, is, is yes, that possible? Yes, this, um, this is in his book, A Conflict of Visions. And the, 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 the unconstrained vision, a way of looking at the world is, because I, I guess what he was trying to explain, although I don't think he quite put it this way, is why is it that people who think the economy can be planned, and who think, um, you know, the minimum wage should be X dollars an hour, and who think we should be locked in our homes because of COVID, and who, like, all these sorts of disparate different things all seem to reside in the same mind. Uh, And people who disagree all have, it's very rare for people to have one of those opinions, and not every single one of the others. Now, why should that be? And what he, what he decided was, there are certain, there are two primary visions that people might have of the world. The unconstrained vision is one in which, and I don't mean to character it, but if we can think it, we can create it. If we can dream it, it can be made to happen. That there's no sense of the tragic fallen aspect of human nature, that we can remake ourselves if we need to, to to create the world that we want. Uh, We can use our, our brains to plan and create an economy of abundance, and so on and on. Whereas the constrained vision is more pessimistic about what can be accomplished through reason and through um, planning and through human effort, that in fact, uh, it's it's actually not possible to plan an economy for a variety of reasons. And um, you know, our, our temptation is to think that because I plan my life, I can plan an economy. But these things, these are entirely different. So he's saying that The constrained vision is one that understands that human nature is what it is and isn't going to be changed, and so we shouldn't try totalitarian programs to change it in order to bring about our amazing vision of what the world could be, because what instead we'll wind up doing is creating some horrific totalitarian nightmare and not exactly have a wonderful society to show for it. We'll break a lot of eggs, but we'll never get the omelette.